You're listening to Voice Acting Mastery, episode number 108. Welcome to the Voice Acting Mastery podcast with Crispin Freeman. VoiceActingMastery.com is your place to learn both the skills and the mindset you need to become a professional voice actor, even if you're just getting started. In each episode of this podcast, you'll discover valuable tips, tricks, and insider information to help you portray characters in animation, video games, and beyond. And now here's your host, voice actor Crispin Freeman. Hi there, my name is Crispin Freeman, and I'll be your guide through the world of voice acting. If you'd like to know more about me, feel free to check out my personal website at www.crispinfreeman.com. For this episode, I wanted to continue answering questions from my podcast audience. For those who may not be as familiar with the podcast, in past episodes I've given out a phone number where you can call in and leave me a question about voice acting as a voicemail. From time to time I'll pick the most relevant questions I receive and answer them here on the podcast. Let's get started. Let's answer some questions from you, our listeners. Hi, Crispin. My name is Greg, and I'm calling from Nashville, Tennessee. I listen to your podcast all the time, and I currently listen to the episode about envy and self-doubt, and it was really um, informative and insightful. So I thought I'd call you and ask a personal question as well. I struggle with anxiety, and at times my anxiety gets in the way of achieving certain goals. Well, obviously, part of the answer is to seek professional help and take prescribed medication, which I do. I'm interested to know from an actor standpoint and how to handle anxiety and stress. Um, for me, my anxiety begins with a single, single doubtful question, which then leads to many hypothetical questions and scenarios in my head and many mixed emotions from depression to fear to lack of self-confidence. I want to be able to control those feelings so as not to hinder my performance or when I'm trying out for an audition or finding an agency. I mean, I sometimes even notice um, even emailing or tweeting actors, I find myself getting anxious, and I'm not even talking to them in person. I notice these feelings pop up when I'm experiencing something new or something that I'm not used to, so maybe it's due to fear, maybe it's due to me to deciding to take my acting to the next level, um, I'm not sure. I went to school as an artist where I learned to wear um, tough skin to handle criticism, which has been a great asset. When I graduated, I realized that I find myself to be truly happy and filled with excitement and energy. So when I'm voice acting or when I'm watching other voice actors um, do interviews or just perform, I want to keep the positive energy that's with me all the time, and I don't want that anxiety to get in the way and ruin a first impression. Currently, I'm doing my best to use my anxiety as a stepping stone to further my learning experiences, but still that first step is when my anxiety is the strongest. Um, Once I get past that or get used to it, then I become more relaxed. So how do I turn my trembles of anxiety and fear into trembles trembles of excitement and motivation? Thank you, and I hope to take your class soon and learn more. Thanks. Hi there, Greg. Your question is a very common one. In fact, probably the most common question I get, other than simply how to become a voice actor, is whether or not I can help someone overcome their feelings of anxiety. I actually did my best to address this question way back in Episode 9 of the podcast, entitled Building Confidence, and I encourage you to listen to that episode if you haven't already. However, I'd like to applaud you for asking this very common question in a very uncommon and insightful way. You've clearly taken the time to analyze your own patterns of thought and your own internal emotional life. 
you also realize the importance of mastering your own anxiety, and you're even aware that it's possible to channel your nervous energy so that it can help you rather than hinder you. Because you have put so much forethought into your question, and because you've articulated it in such a clear and thorough manner, I'd like to take this entire episode to share with you the best tools I know of to help overcome anxiety from an actor's perspective. Hopefully that will give you added confidence when pursuing your own voice acting goals. Allow me to make one small disclaimer before we continue. You were savvy enough to preface your question by saying that you were asking for techniques that performers use to overcome normal levels of stage fright. I'm happy to give you my advice on that subject. However, my advice may or may not apply to those who suffer from clinically diagnosed anxiety disorders. As you so rightly said, if someone listening to this podcast believes they are suffering from a chemical imbalance in their brain that causes them to have acute anxiety, it is important to visit a medical professional for appropriate diagnosis and treatment. Any advice given in this podcast is no substitute for the expertise of a mental health professional. That being said, I don't know of anyone who doesn't get some level of stage fright before performing. As Mark Twain famously said about public speaking, there are two types of speakers, those that are nervous and those that are liars. So, if you find that you are nervous before performing, congratulations, you are in good company. In fact, one of the first misconceptions that I'd like to dispel is that successful actors are somehow born without stage fright. Nothing could be further from the truth. While there may in fact be some person out there who was born with absolutely no fear of performing in front of people, in all my years as an actor, I haven't met one. That's because, at its core, acting is a pretty unnatural activity. It requires one to make oneself emotionally vulnerable in public, usually in front of complete strangers. And if you're a voice actor, that stress is compounded since you're normally asked to achieve that kind of emotional vulnerability with very little to no rehearsal time. The level of emotional vulnerability necessary for acting to be believable can trigger the same fight-or-flight response that occurs when you are physically vulnerable to danger or predators. As humans, we have thousands if not millions of years of evolution that have trained us not to make ourselves vulnerable in this way. This means that the practice of acting goes against all our natural survival instincts. So for most of us, acting does not come naturally. But that's what makes it art. Combining solid acting techniques with the courage to make oneself emotionally vulnerable in front of an audience is what helps one become a compelling performer. We applaud those who have such skill and courage, and often reward them with fame and accolades. You may have heard this before, but having courage does not mean the absence of fear. Courage is knowing how to manage one's fear so one can take action anyway. In many performance situations, fear can actually be your friend. When channeled productively, Fear can give you added focus and energy, just as it can in fight-or-flight situations in nature. It's only when fear runs away with you that it becomes demoralizing and self-defeating. If anxiety is the feeling of butterflies in your stomach, then a professional actor knows how to organize those butterflies into a cohesive unit. 
When talking about what it took to be a compelling public speaker, the famous television reporter Edward R. Murrow once said, The best speakers know enough to be scared. The only difference between the pros and the novices is that the pros have trained the butterflies to fly in formation. So, how can you start to get your own butterflies to fly in formation? What will it take to transform those feelings of anxiety from a disruptive force into a productive one? Let's start with your wonderful insights into your own progression of anxiety. You stated in your voicemail that your anxiety begins with a single, doubtful question, which then leads to many hypothetical questions and scenarios in your head, and many mixed emotions from depression to fear to lack of self-confidence. Whether you know it or not, you've hit on the core mechanism of what causes most of us to feel anxious. We let our negative thoughts run away with us. It turns out that all thoughts are attractive in nature like magnets. The more you focus on a thought, the more related thoughts will come rushing in to join it. If you allow a negative thought to take hold, and you let it completely fill your mental field of view, more negative thoughts will come flooding in to add to the first one. If you let that metaphorical snowball of negative thoughts run down the hill in your mind, and you do nothing to stop it, such negativity can eventually become an avalanche, that feels overwhelming and completely out of your control. Negative thoughts are much easier to deal with in the beginning stages, when they are just little snowballs and haven't gained enough momentum to bury you under that avalanche of panic and helplessness. So my first piece of advice is to catch them when they're small. One thing you can do right now to minimize negativity is to start paying more attention to your internal dialogue especially when you are thinking about subjects that tend to make you anxious. The more you become aware of your stream of consciousness, the better chance you have of catching yourself in the early stages of a negative spiral. Replacing negative thoughts with more empowering ones early on can stop or at least slow the momentum, and with practice you can start being able to direct your nervous energy so that it serves you. Reciting empowering mantras or uplifting quotes from people you admire can help break you out of a downward spiral. So you may want to commit some to memory, or keep a notebook of them handy for when you need inspiration to calm your nerves. Repeating empowering statements to yourself over time can go a long way towards shifting your beliefs and expectations, and may be just what you need when you're starting to slide. My next piece of advice may seem counterintuitive, but it's actually a really powerful way to overcome chronic fear. This is an exercise you'll want to do when you're not immediately under pressure. So do this on your own time, when you're somewhere private and you can be calm. Now, get a notebook and write down a common negative thought that occurs to you in a situation that usually gives you anxiety. Once you've written down the thought, follow that negative thought as far as possible to its logical conclusion. In your mind, magnify your fears as big as you can, and write down what you believe is the worst possible outcome that could occur as a result of that thought. In the end, what's really the worst thing that could happen? Take the time to write down your fears, then try to argue against them. If you really commit to this, you might find that by the end of this exercise, 
you've talked yourself out of feeling afraid. Let's take fear of voice acting, for example. Voice acting is not a physically dangerous activity. No one takes their life into their hands when they decide to voice act. So no matter what happens, you won't die. And if your physical survival is practically guaranteed, then what might happen that's so terrible? You might be embarrassed. Okay, but even that's not the end of the world. You've been embarrassed in the past, and most likely you'll find yourself in embarrassing situations in the future. You didn't die then, and you won't die now. You'll live to act another day, and you'll be wiser and more experienced as a result. Another concern may be that others might judge you and dislike your work. Well, I'm here to tell you that there will always be critics, and you can't make everyone happy. Plus, half the time, people are unhappy for reasons completely beyond your control. And you just happen to be there for them to project on. So you might as well learn not to take disapproval personally. If you haven't talked yourself out of feeling afraid by this point, now it's really time to pull out all the stops. Take any remaining fears and amplify them in your imagination to a fever pitch. Really go for it. Feel the dread in your stomach and the panic in your heart. I'm serious. Feel that fear until you can't stand it anymore. Chances are you won't be able to maintain that feeling of panic indefinitely. There will come a point when you simply get too tired to be afraid. Once you're sick of feeling fear, one of two things might happen. One, you might slip from fear into anger. You might decide that you finally had enough of feeling afraid or inadequate or disempowered, and now you're so mad that you're not going to take it anymore. If so, great! Anger is a more empowering emotion than fear. Anger can motivate you to work harder, get better, be tougher, and get out there and win. If you get angry, use that anger to fuel your dedication to achieve your dreams. Just remember not to take that anger out on yourself. This is not a time to berate yourself and send you spinning back into helplessness. Use anger for what it's meant for, as a catalyst for empowering change. 2. You might need to rest and reflect. Fear is an energy-consuming emotion, and you can't sustain it forever. Your body will force you to relax. The fear will subside, your breathing will return to normal, and you'll realize that you're still in one piece. Congratulations! You've survived! Now you know it is totally possible to fully amplify your anxiety, experience it, and still come out on the other side. I call this burning out your fear. By exploring all the possibilities of your fear to their maximum extent in a safe and private environment, you now know the limits of what fear can do to you. It's like using up all the fuel that fear might have, realizing that it has boundaries, and since you can outlast it, you are bigger than your fear. That is an amazing thing to realize. Beyond your fear, you still exist. You will always be greater than any fear because you are its creator. The moment you decide to stop putting energy into it, it dies and you're still here. Now that you know how deep the well of negative thought can go, 
and that it actually does have a bottom, let's turn our attention to some techniques that can help you maintain a positive mindset in the face of anxiety. One thing that will definitely help you feel more secure when going into acting situations is to be prepared. Too often we find ourselves anxious when we feel like we are asked to do something that we don't know how to do. That's why so many people have the common nightmare of walking into a classroom and being asked to take a test that they never studied for. What's the solution to this fear? Study! You've already said that you get incredibly excited not only when you practice voice acting, but also when you watch others discuss their own voice acting experiences. Fantastic! Hopefully that enthusiasm will also inspire you to study characters, stories, acting techniques, and the industry in general. Immerse yourself in the craft and the culture of voice acting. Think critically about the content you watch and hone your acting abilities until you know that you can call on them under any circumstances. Preparation is the best defense against feeling panicked and unsure of what to do. Preparation isn't just about practicing skills. It's also about visualizing yourself succeeding. Take the time to imagine yourself doing what you've always dreamed of. See yourself walking into fancy studios, working with the people you admire on the characters and stories that mean the most to you. Don't worry yet about how you might accomplish those goals. Just enjoy the idea of them. Get your psyche comfortable with the fully actualized superhero version of you. Get used to feeling like that confident, capable person. Then, when you find yourself in that impressive studio, working with those established performers on those projects that you hold dear, you won't feel like an outsider trying to fit in. Instead, you'll feel like a family member who is coming home. Once you feel prepared as an actor and as an empowered human being, the next thing that will help you, especially in the moment while performing or auditioning, is to try your best to forget about yourself. Apply your focus to the story you're telling and your character's contribution to that story. Telling the story effectively to an audience must be your highest priority. There should be nothing more important to you than making sure the story you are working on is told well, so that your audience can have an enjoyable experience. Make their joy your own. Make the story your gift to the audience and devote yourself to making it as good as possible. If you stay completely focused on bringing that story to life by portraying your character to the best of your ability, you will not leave any room in your head for self-critical thoughts. You won't have time to be self-conscious because you'll be so obsessed with making sure the audience has a good experience. Such single-minded focus helps keep the butterflies in your stomach in formation because they will have a measurable goal, a target they are aiming to hit. Having this target depersonalizes the process of acting. No longer is anyone judging you as a person and your validity as a human being is never in question. The only thing up for debate is whether the story is working and whether your character is contributing what it needs to make the story great. Do whatever it takes to make your character's contribution to the story brilliant, and you'll find that you forget to be anxious. My final piece of advice is simple. 
but it tends to be the first thing that people forget to do when they become nervous. Remember to breathe. When you become anxious, you tense up and your breathing stops. While this is a perfectly normal survival response, it is incredibly detrimental to performing. You can't speak if you're not breathing. You can't emote if you're not breathing. Everything in acting, especially voice acting, depends on the relaxed and proper use of your body's mechanisms for breathing. When your heart rate starts to go up and the butterflies in your stomach start swarming, you need to consciously remind yourself to breathe slowly and deeply. Make sure you know what it feels like to breathe easily when you're at rest, so you can remember when you're feeling anxious. Meditation and breathing exercises can give you the physical experience of breathing with ease and comfort, and are great ways to calm a nervous mind. Get used to how that easy-flowing breath makes you feel centered and aligned. Then, if you want to prepare for what it might be like in a stressful performance situation, do 20 jumping jacks, just enough to get your heart rate up. After doing those 20 jumping jacks, notice how much faster your breathing is and how difficult it might be to get that deep, relaxed breath you're now familiar with. See how quickly you can calm your body and your mind by using your deep, slow breathing technique. Practicing this will help you when you find yourself becoming anxious and forgetting to breathe while performing. Always, always remember to breathe. If you become consistent about controlling your breath, staying positive, burning out your fears, feeling prepared, and learning to forget yourself in favor of giving your all to the story, you can start using any remaining feelings of anxiety to inform your performances. Channel whatever residual fear you might still have into fuel for your character. After all, there are many characters and stories that are facing all sorts of challenges. Yours may be one of them. If you are honest about where you are emotionally, it can help you identify more fully with your character and bring a greater level of believability to your performance. Even though you'll most likely never be completely without fear, you will master having courage. Remember, courage is not the lack of fear. Courage is managing the fear and using it to take action. Since you create fear with your energy, you have a say in directing that energy and not letting it overwhelm you. If you practice some or all of these techniques, I have confidence you'll find enough courage and stability to manage your fear and put it to work for you. Then your butterflies will be in formation and you'll be able to direct them wherever you want them to go. A last note on fearing new experiences. Almost every human being is fearful when they are trying something new, especially when it's something as emotionally vulnerable as acting. The first step out of your comfort zone is always the scariest. That's just human nature. Understand that with each step, it will get easier and feel more comfortable. Don't let misdirected survival instincts stop you from pursuing your voice acting dreams. Use the tactics I've given you to overcome emotional inertia and begin developing forward momentum towards excitement rather than anxiety. With a little practice, 
you'll build a fast-moving avalanche of positive thoughts and expectations. Then you'll be having so much fun living your dream, you'll wonder why you were so anxious in the first place. The only thing you have to lose is fear. Fortune favors the bold, so strike out boldly in the direction of your passion. Know you're bigger than any fears, and one by one, you'll leave them behind. Thanks to Greg for his wonderfully articulated question. I wish him and all of my listeners success in all your voice acting endeavors. If any of my listeners would like to call in with your own thoughts, thank yous, or questions, the number is three two three six nine six. Two six five five. Please remember to state your first name and what city in the world you're calling from before leaving your message. I'll include this call-in number in the blog post associated with this episode at VoiceActingMastery.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to the Voice Acting Mastery podcast with Crispin Freeman. To get your free report revealing the five most common mistakes to avoid in voice acting. Point your web browser to www.freevoiceactinggift.com. Thanks for listening.